everybody, and welcome to Export Audio, episode 97, the final podcast from the house where we currently live. I am Autumn Blake. Not yet, you're not. <laughs> I'm Nora Blake. Um, and we, we wanted to do one last podcast before we left this house, but we don't have to talk about i think so we we're doing a q a episode anything we want to touch on before we get to q a stuff we went to duncan today we went to duncan today the problem kind of bad all around the problem with st louis i liked my donuts but they were mediocre and they were not warm donuts were too sweet and too soft yeah the donuts and the icing was gooey yeah and i want it to be more dried and like glaze i almost like the donuts at quick trip better because they are like made hours ago and they sit in a case and so you have lower expectations than like duncan where you're like oh they're probably baking the donuts every morning or something like krispy kreme does krispy kreme is also bad krispy kreme is bad oh they're very bad I've only ever had their glazed donuts. I really like a hot glazed donut. Yeah, there's way too much sugar on that thing. That's true. Get out of here. That's true. There should only be sugar in the chocolatey part, which should only be on the top. Why the fuck would you put gooey, sticky sugar bullshit on all of it where you can't hold it? That's fair. That's fair. Fuck a glazed donut. I wouldn't go that far. I mean, I would if it was warm, but like... Fuck a gla- yeah, like put insert the penis into the, into the. You're just not gonna. You're just not gonna podcast anymore. <laughs> um. So yeah, we just signed a lease on a new apartment yesterday. Um, and today we needed breakfast, and it really got me thinking. Hey, in a year when this lease is over, like we'll probably renew the lease for a couple months or something but like if anyone has a town we can live in with better donuts that's like apparently very high on both our priority lists of has better donuts than st louis i just want good sausage rolls i want to get i want to live near a shipley's you know i want to get there's a really good place off the highway between ennis and where i worked last year and that was really good. I stopped there. I didn't know about it until... I mean, I had seen it lots of times, but I didn't try it until a week before I moved out. Um, that was also a week before I moved out when they started building a Panda Express in Annis. So I was just real bummed. We could move to Texas, honestly. We could. We could. It's not really toward where we want to go. Yeah, fair. Um... But Texas seems better than St. Dallas seems better DFW than St. Louis. DFW is decent. Like, it's a pretty ni- pretty nice place. I like it. There's lots of cool stuff there. They filmed some episodes of Prison Break there. Mm. At the State Fair. Starring Park. Wentworth Miller. Yeah. Starring Wentworth Miller and that other guy. Yeah, that other guy uh, who has the fire gun. Because in Legends of Tomorrow. Yeah. I, yeah. yeah mm-hmm. okay. well, I was just... I was just trying to be funny. I wasn't funny. I'm sorry. You, you did kind of just elect not to tell a joke, just sort of referred <laughs> to something else. Uh, you know, uh, it was a mistake. 
Um, and I'm sorry for not being funny on the podcast, and it won't happen again. Do you need to... <laughs> I'm going to take a break. Uh, and me and my accountability partner are going to, um, you, know. you know, really going to workshop some jokes. Uh-huh. Um, I mean, hey, you at least you apologized. And I, well, don't worry. I'll come back in a month and not apologize. I'll come back in a month and say, hey, there's a lot of stuff happening in the world right now. So let's not not focus on me. me. But here's where I'm at. And then a week later, when the world is totally fine now, then I will um, do my not apology apology for not being funny on the podcast. Uh So you're setting yourself up to be the Adam Coble of podcasting is what you're doing right now. That's what he pivots to, right? Like, because, okay. Are we just going to talk about Adam Coble now on the podcast? Is that where we're... So he, he did this blog post. He did this blog post that seems to be the effect of, I'm not sorry, I'm just so burnt out. Like, Twitch is just so... It, the, the Twitch life is just so difficult, and I'm quitting the Twitch life and moving on to something else. And I feel like podcasts are, like, the obvious pivot for a grifter like him. No, it's probably still game design. Yeah. He probably just goes corporate. Yeah, Wizards of the Coast would definitely give him a job, you know. Mm. Wizards has a lot of, like, things happening right now that I don't know if they're looking to hire anybody like that. That's fair. (laughs) I don't know if they're looking to hire anybody. It's just that, like, between the shell game they're playing with Mike Merles (laughs) and, like, you know, other uh, assorted actors in Mm -hmm. play... I don't know what the fuck they're up to. <laughs> I'm anyway. Let, let's let's steer away from this. Maybe like... maybe he can go get a job at Fantasy Flight. <laughs> <laughs> let's steer away from this topic of conversation. <laughs> what? Okay. Well, um, uh, we were talking about donuts. Um, talking about fucking them. Talking about fucking donuts. Um. Glazing the donuts. You glazing know. the donuts. Yeah, like, I just want to live near better donuts. I hope the place, because we're moving to, like, like kind of like three or four miles away from where we are, which in St. Louis terms is, like, actually kind of far, you know, a little bit. So maybe, like, when we get there, I'll type in donuts and there will be, like, a nice bakery think, around the corner. I think you just aren't used to this kind of suburban sprawl. Because this is completely normal to me, having lived in Texas. No, 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 no. You know, you misunderstand. Because, <clears throat> like, I'm used to three or four miles being not very far at all. Like, in Kansas and in even in Kansas City, it feels like three or four miles. It's like, oh, yeah, that's like a 15-minute trip. In St. Louis... It feels like three or four miles takes for fucking ever to get anywhere. It drives me nuts. I feel like it's the same. I don't know. Um, I don't really notice it. I guess maybe the thing that drives me nuts is that I have to get on the highway to go anywhere. Yeah. That's also normal to me. And that was not true necessarily. It is convenient to live next to the highway right now because I'm so used to, like, getting on 75 and going up to Allen or whatever the fuck. We're really not going to live next to the highway anymore. Which is going to be different for me. In the, in the past two years of living in St. Louis, you know, when I was in Kansas, I didn't live near the highway, really. I mean, I lived near the highway in the sense that in Ennis, it was a fucking tiny town. It still took, like, 
five minutes to get to the highway. Because mm-hmm. it was on the highway, but I was, like, kind of back away from it. But um, we could move to Texas. We could move to Texas. There are other places we might want to move more, but, like, if those weren't feasible because of, like, cost of living, Texas is, like... Well, let me tell you something. Dallas and, and Seattle are not... Probably not that different in terms of, like... <laughs> really? I mean, Seattle's probably more expensive, but Dallas has lots of rich people there. Huh. So I'm just not sure what how big a difference that is. Okay. To be fair, Dallas also has lots of not rich people. Right. But just, like, a bigger... I mean, Seattle has lots of not rich people, you know. Yeah, but, like... DFW has billionaires. Right. Like, not just, like, Jerry Jones, but, like, T.I. Wait, T.I. lives in Dallas now? Texas Instruments. Oh! (laughs) I thought you meant the rapper from Atlanta. (laughs) What? T.I. No, Texas Instruments. He did that, you can have whatever you like. I was like... (laughs) <laughs> I was like, he lives in, a, in Texas? What? <laughs> he was he was just on TV in a, in Atlanta the other day, spouting off some like pro cop shit while wearing the freshest fucking shirt I've ever seen in my life. Uh, not the Kill Your Masters one that Killer Killer Mike was. He just was wearing like a like a flannel shirt that was like yellow and then blue and then like red on the sleeves and like it was just like a bunch of different flannel shirts sewn together it looked fucking good as shit um other non questions thing i started inuyasha finally again again but i got i'm getting farther this time i don't actually stick with it i think maybe in the sense that like so i was having a problem two nights ago and this is entirely just my brain, was that I was looking at everything on my Plex server and was just like, all of this is like a commitment. Like, you know, I've got Paranoia Agent on there, which is like 13 episodes, but I'd have to like pay attention, you know, and I'd have to be engaged. Um, same with like Tatami Galaxy. I've got a lot of like stuff that they've covered on Beach House over on Abnormal Mapping that I want to catch up on from like the last two years. But I just haven't done yet. But I wanted something easy to watch. And so I went to a streaming service and put on Inuyasha. And one, Inuyasha is like really fucking hot. Like just as a character and as a TV show. Um, It's just hot. Uh, It's for for monster fuckers and feet people. Um, People, if you will. I'm I'm not a feet person, but like Inuyasha could get could, could get me to come around. There's a lot of feet in that show. Could get you to what? Around what? So anyway, down um, girl. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm a little worried just because it's like hundred plus episodes. But also, I just read Naruto. I watched DBZ through the Frieza saga. I like watched all of Yu Yu Hakusho, which I don't even like. Like, I kind of live for this, like, easy anime that runs forever. The, like, short anime that's good, like Madoka, like, I have to really, like, work myself up to um, watching and enjoying. Um, So, yeah, I'll keep at Inuyasha. 
Um, the only other thing I've been doing this week is um, reading like Marxist literature in light of like uh, police abolition stuff, um, which has been interesting. I got a thread on Twitter about that, and I played Dishonored, which you're going to talk about on Journal Updated, and I probably don't have anything to add. You can write an email to the podcast. Yeah. Dishonored's really good. I'm excited. You can to... write an email to the podcast. You can't even say it's good. Uh, it's really I'm, good. I'm blocking your mouth with my hand now. I'm. It's really good. I'm going to play the Dowd DLC. <laughs> and I'm excited about the Dowd DLC. Never doubted. That was my, that was my favorite um, part of playing Dishonored like four or five years ago whenever I played Dishonored. I played Dishonored this summer that I realized I was trans, I think. That might have been when I played Dishonor. So 2017, maybe? Do you rather fuck Corvo or Dowd? Oh, Corvo, for sure. <laughs> That's not a question. <laughs> just just checking. Oh, Corvo, absolutely. Corvo's got a little bit of, like, Inuyasha vibes, maybe. Just in, like, the kind of, like, he's so good-looking and so dumb, maybe. He's not dumb. Corvo seems dumb to me. I don't know. I project a lot onto Corvo because he doesn't speak until the second game, which I've barely played. Also, when I played the second game, he didn't speak in that one either because he was frozen in stone or whatever. That's so true. Um, that's kind of hot. That's kind of hot. Weird weird vibes in the podcast. <laughs> what it? have you been up to this week? I'm grumpy. <laughs> Why are you grumpy? I don't know. I was playing Minute last night. That's a, That's a neat little game. Yeah, I'm. I got that in that. I got this new controller, and I wanted to test it out. I got a new controller that you were testing out, and I took it, and it's mine. Do you want to buy? Do you want me to get you a controller of your own? Because we can get to. I do want one. Okay. I've wanted one for a while, but haven't justified it to myself. We can just get one. I know. I know. But it's yours, so I want (laughs) it. Oh, you don't like it when I say that, huh? (sighs) Uh, um, Minute's cute. Minute's cute. I'm probably going to, like, finish it soon, um, I think. I don't know. I, I haven't started swimming yet, but I got, like, a watering can. I don't have the boots. I won't get the boots. I only got two coins. Um, For people who don't know, maybe, I imagine most people know this because it made $2 million so far. Itch, Itch.io is running a bundle um, of, like, 700-something games that are all... Um, games and tabletop RPGs and asset like, packs for asset packs. There's like a Ruby coder or something that I was looking at. I want to learn how to like write a video game, mm-hmm. and I've downloaded a bunch of different tools to make video games. I just don't know how to use any of them. Mm. I went through and downloaded everything that looked interesting to me uh, and that Curly had recommended. Um, I have a folder. I've only looked at the first... Um... Right. This was this was where I was going. Uh, I did that, and I, I kind of like downloaded, like... I think I downloaded, like, four games and kind of guaranteed that I won't play any of them by doing so. I really like your idea of, like, going through the first page and, like... Um, playing this, poking at the stuff that looks interesting to you on the first page, and then you can't do- download anything on the second page until you're done with like what looks interesting on the first page. I think that's a way more better 
like way to approach this than the thing that I did. So I have a couple of things installed from the first page. I have uh, some of these are VNs, visual novels. So I'm, you know, mm-hmm. we'll see if I actually make it through those. And I've got a mortician's tale, a short hike, beacon, changeling, extreme meat punks forever, hack, mid boss, minute, oikospiel, overland, and wheels of Aurelia. Wheels of Aurelia seems neat. It's a narrative racing yeah. game. Um, it's like an isometric racing game, and it's got story choices, which means that I'm going to put it on the journal updated list. Wheels of Aurelia has been on my radar like since it came out, and it's interesting because I think if I played it when it came out, I would have been totally enamored with it, and now I'm like a little weary of like... Like twee narrative game? Yeah, of it being a little too twee, or of it. I don't know what it's about, but I can imagine it just being like. It's about Italy in the 70s? Right. And like, I can imagine a version of that game that's just like, capitalism is bad, but doesn't go any further, and then I get frustrated at that. Um, I don't know. I've never heard of it until I saw it on the page and I downloaded it because it said it was like. uh, The phrase narrative racing game was like very eye catching. Um, and I'll be interested to see how that plays, but I'm not going to play it until we play it for the podcast, because it seems like a podcast game. Anyway, that's my my first batch of things that I've downloaded. Some of these I've recognized from Twitter. Uh, Minute is, like, the biggest name here, I feel like. Yeah. Maybe um, uh, Short Hike is, like, second, but, like, a lot of these I've never heard of before, and I'm interested in. One of them it says it's, like, a possession-themed, uh, like, roguelike. And I'm, like, really interested in, like, an isometric roguelike, and I really want to... Okay. A couple of these are, like, dungeon-crawly games. Yeah. Um, Hack is is a dungeon-crawly thing with very, like, blocky, old-looking, but not actually old-looking, like... I saw, like, one screenshot, and it looked kind of like... You know how people make, like, a Shovel Knight... Mm-hmm. Which like kind of looks old, but it could never be old because it has too many colors and it has too many objects. Right. That, but for DOS. Right. Um, is what I would describe the look of this game. Okay. Uh, and it seemed neat. Um. Uh, have you played a short hike? No. Okay. I won't. I won't spoil it. I will simply say, I like a short hike, but it definitely has. I think it's a little too twee indie game in the story. Um, even though the ending like really like got me in the feels, it was kind of a cheap shot, you, you know? You can't say feels on the podcast. I... <laughs> also, I have a much higher tolerance for twee indie games than you. Uh, it's only because I spent years playing them. Uh, and have just like gotten a little tired of them. I haven't played enough of them. Like the mm. closest ones that I the closest thing I've gotten to twee indie games are things like I guess oxen free or life is strange and life is strange is not an indie game right but like that style of game i don't know like i would i would maybe categorize that in the woods as one of these but i never touched that and i never really got it was interested i might in it. i might finally play night in the woods um uh i was night in the woods is is kind of my D character if you think about it like a knight but they're in the woods like with a sword. <laughs> um, the other thing about a short hike, I think, is that like 
mechanically it's um it's just picking up on like the thing about breath of the wild where it's just like climbing and gliding and a stamina meter which is really good but i think some of the level design is a little whack a little bit wait what game a short hike i thought you said night in the woods oh i might have said night in the woods but i meant a short hike the fucking cat has a stamina bar? No, a short hike is kind of mechanically very similar to, um, um... I was told that it was a lot like Animal Crossing, but with something well, to do. Well, that's <laughs> incorrect. Um, oh, I wanted to briefly talk about Animal Crossing on this episode. I don't give a shit about Animal Crossing. I wanted to very briefly talk about it. Can I do that? <laughs> I just want to finish what I'm saying about a short hike, which yes. is that mechanically it's taking a lot from Breath of the Wild... Um, but the level design, I think, is just a little whack in some places. Um, I found a, like, really complicated, but I think intentional solution to the last puzzle. But it took a lot of, like, trial and error. And, like, most of my friends just, like, didn't do that and simply just tried to, like, get every stamina upgrade in the game so that they could brute force it. And I feel really bad because i think the game kind of signals to you that you should brute force it even though it has like a really weird like not brute force path that you can take dog dog's here should i i'm gonna go take care of dog should i bring dog down here for one last time maybe yeah okay um so anyway between the selection my first batch of games from this itch bundle and uh, this other thing that I have, the Haunted PS1 demo disc thing that I have downloaded here. I have, like, a pretty good stable of tiny games on my computer that I'm going to try and and poke at. Um, you know, I'm playing a lot of big games for podcasts, and it's, it'll be nice to cleanse the palate with some smaller games. Dighty's here. Say hi to the microphone, Dighty. She doesn't like this. She's never like that. Here you go. I'm gonna pet you, and then you're probably gonna run upstairs, aren't you? Yeah. Get some pets. This is the last time you'll be pet on the podcast, Daddy. I love you so much. So the last time I'll have to smell dog blood on the podcast. <laughs> and off they go. And. There will probably be a really awkward edit point right here where... Are you going to keep the dog barking in? I don't know. Probably. A little bit. Kind of, as long as it's not too loud. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll fiddle with it when... But there will probably be a really awkward edit point uh, just a moment ago. And we're back. Um, a dinosaur story. Dinosaur tale? You didn't really miss much. I talked about a short hike and then let dog go free. Did you have any? You were saying something about small games. Uh, that was before Dighty came down. Oh, I think when Dighty came down, you were just saying something about like you've yeah. been doing a lot of big games for the podcast, and and I was talking about all the games that I have installed, like the PS One demo disc thing, the haunted PS One demo disc. Okay, that collection of like little indie games that are like horror games, Ooh. all with like a PS One aesthetic. Send that to me. I don't know that one. It's on itch. What's it called? Haunted, Haunted PS- PS1 demo disc. Okay, I'm gonna type that in so I don't forget it because that sounds kind of interesting. Here, I'll load the fucking menu for it, and you can see all this. 
All this video game talk does conveniently tie into. Um... Okay, cool. No, I did literally nothing has happened yet. <laughs> I I was just looking at it on your computer and on my computer, um, while it's loading. Um, all this is going to tie conveniently into our first question, which we're going to get to in a minute. So I'm very glad that we're talking about video games, Ridley. This is rad. Uh huh. This is rad. I had. I need to like go watch like uh, game tapes or something on. Um, I think there's like seventeen. I think I counted that right. There's like se- I, around fifteen or seventeen games in here, and not all of them are like long. Like most of these are very small. In fact, I played a game earlier this year that might be on this demo disc. It was called No Players Online or something. It was. It definitely fit into this. I don't know if it was on this collection. But. I need to. Um, there is a game that I have just like one little image of in my head that I played on a, on a PS1 demo disc where you played as like a little floating spirit thing. Uh, and I need to just go watch game tapes to see if I Glover. can. Glover. It wasn't Glover. It was a PS1 game. Was it the Sabrina the Teenage Witch animated series PS1 game? No. It might have been a Digimon game, but I don't actually know if you play as Digimon in that or if you play as a Digimon tamer. I don't know how that goes. But there was like a little like pink and white spirit thing that Kirby. It was a PS1 game. Kirby. Anyway, I had one very vague image in my head, and I just have to watch a bunch of game tapes about PS1 demo discs. If Kirby wanted to be on the PlayStation, would you deny him? No, I would never deny Kirby anything. Um, I also had a PS2 demo disc that got me to buy a Jack and Shadow uh, demo disc. I played Daxter on my PSP because it came with my PSP. It also came with a Family Guy UMD... That I immediately sold back to the GameStop is for it, like three dollars. What is Daxter? Is it a platformer like the first game? It's or is a platformer. It... Okay, it's a three D platformer. You play as Daxter. I don't know if you know who Daxter is. He's a little uh, weasel. The problem... and he is like, oh, I'm gonna save you, Jack. I'm gonna save you because I guess in the first game he gets kidnapped or something, and then it says two years later and he's just fucking around. It's funny how you can follow Naughty Dog's uh, life and see video games get ruined in real time. Um, because Jack and Daxter is like just a really good, fun collectathon game, and then GTA Three came out, and they made the next two like open world combat gun driving games. <laughs> Except Jack Three kind of walked that back, if I remember right. But then they made a racing game. Then they made a a really edgy racing game that was not nearly as good as Crash Team Racing. Um, it's weird how you can just follow Naughty Dog well, ruin games. You can also play the Fear trilogy and watch the FPS genre morph from the first one has health bar and armor. Uh, health bar and armor? Yes. You collect armor and also health. Oh, you, not... you pick up items in the level that increase health bar? What? <laughs> you pick up items in level to increase health bar? Yeah. You have armor that takes damage first, and then you pick oh. up armor pickups that like replenish the armor. Interesting. Uh, and then in the second one, they have shields that regen <laughs> over your health bar. I have always liked that system a lot, of like a regenerating shield and a health that just goes down, like in Halo. I think that's true. It could be armor. 
Still, I think there's still armor pickups. And then in the third one, you just have regenerating health that goes jelly on your screen. Yeah. And there's cover now. Oh, cover. There's cover. I love kill zone. But the other character you can play as can possess people, and then you can play as a guy with a gun. Um, it's a, it's built for co-op between Point Man and Paxton Fettle. Uh, Paxton Fettle being, of course, the villain from the first game who you kill, but now he's back because he's an undead zombie ghost and he can possess people and he's haunting you. And the goal is that both of you are trying to get to Alma, who is about to give birth, because you will decide the fate of the child who has, like, mega super psychic powers. But if Paxton Fettle gets there, he's evil, so he'll be a bad dad. So you want to play this point, man. You want to get there. And we have to work together to get there, but then you have to be the one who has the most points because you get points for doing co-op things. And whoever has the most points determines what ending you get and whether the baby gets the good dad in the form of point man or the bad dad in the form of Paxton Fettel, your evil clone brother because you were both raised together in an institute as what? like an experiment. <laughs> They're still going. There's so much. What? What's the ghost girl's name again? Alma. Alma nuts. <laughs> Alma. Small things. <laughs> oh. Point. <laughs> Can I talk very briefly about Animal Crossing and then we segue into Extremely questions? Extremely briefly. Uh, I haven't played New Horizon. That's enough. Thank you. <laughs> I haven't played New Horizons in maybe six weeks, um, and I was talking to... Oh, I turned on the space heater by mistake. I was talking to um, uh, M and LV very briefly today about um, New Horizons and kind of both their dissatisfaction with the game. And, I think this game's just not as good as the 3DS one, and I realized today that I could just, I could just play the 3DS one. You could play the DS one too. Could play the DS one. I might do. I might just start a new save file in New Leaf and just go back, go back to the 3DS one because I think it was just better, and I would love to have Animal Crossing in my life. And I just, New Horizons is not a bad game, but it certainly doesn't have its hooks in me like New Leaf did. What about Wild World, though? Never played Wild World. New Leaf was my first one. Wild World is better because it has the hedgehogs in it. The hedgehogs are also in New Leaf. Well, they're better in this one. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, I'm going to load up my mentions and we'll do questions. We got a question here from Gary. Okay. You don't want to do questions? No, I just had a question that was germane to what we'd been talking about all day. Oh. Okay. In my in my Twitter, in my... Well, if they don't send it in as an email, we don't read it. I told people to <laughs> reply to the tweet or email. Anyway. We have a question, question from Jevridge. Why are video games so bad, but also okay, but also not? Video games are good. Uh... I'm in a weird place right now where I used to like video games a lot. Now I don't like video games, like, broadly speaking, which makes me much more able to just enjoy video games sometimes, like Earthbound and Dishonored. Uh, I think the, the two genders. I think the reason video games are bad is because video games culturally want to be 
your only hobby. Um, video games really want for you to be a gamer and for gamer to be your identity and for... But if you do that, then how can you get excited about... Man from Haunted Lake in Mortal Kombat, Johnny. That's not. What are you talking about? Hockey Mask Man from Haunted Lake. Jason Voorhees. How can you be excited for Jason Voorhees in Mortal Kombat if you don't watch Jason Voorhees movie? Cower Hour on (laughs) Exploratio. You um, have to understand cinema because every video game is, is ripping off cinema. Every video game is a reference to either Aliens or RoboCop, and you have to. And I know that those are the only movies that exist. <laughs> One video game is a reference to <laughs> Hercules <laughs> and Tarzan and Aladdin <laughs> and Peter Pan. But when you think about it, doesn't Kingdom Hearts really boil down to either RoboCop or Aliens? No. <laughs> <laughs> it boils down to Final Fantasy VII and Fantasia. Seven? Which 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 Final Fantasy is Kingdom Hearts most like? Yeah. Dissidia, but like that's cheating. That's cheating. Uh I would say it Maybe nine. Maybe Sorry. Kick me. I put my feet on your you hand. You kicked me. <laughs> uh, I mean, nine is probably a good one to pick. I don't know. I guess it, it's you'd have to get more granular. You'd have to. You would have to have the 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 Nomura design Final Fantasy game. Nomura still hasn't been a lead on a Final Fantasy other than Seven Remake. He's worked on like. A lot of them, but he hasn't I been. Seven remake might be the most Kingdom Hearts Final Fantasy, right? <laughs> like directly. Obviously, they're all pulling from the same pool, but it's like, in terms of story, story, Final Fantasy is a different thing from Kingdom Hearts, and they yeah. are pulling from a lot of the same like conventions and a lot of the same mechanisms, but the the themes are different. Yeah. Um. Um. But yeah, I think the reason that video games. I can like video games now is because they aren't my identity anymore, and also I just don't care as much. And so when I watch the ending of Mass Effect and get fucking livid, just get, like, screaming angry about how bad the ending of Mass Effect is, I'm just not invested anymore, you know? Like, I don't care. I'll just go play Dishonored, a good game. And Dishonored has a lot of failings, and I just see those failings, and I just don't care, you know? Dishonored has a lot of failings, but like 40% of them are fixed in the sequel. So it's like a weird situation. Where I'm like to playing this video is. game and thinking like, damn, I wish I were playing Dishonored 2. Um, I did find out that they have written um, Dishonored novels, and they are unfortunately like the one type of Dishonored novel that I don't give a shit about. Because what I don't care about is like bridging the gap between Dishonored 1 and 2. What I do care about is the premise that one of those is about, like, Corvo and Emily, like, being, like, the leaders of the Empire, but also being a black ops unit. That's <laughs> that's cool. I was hoping for, like, a novel about, like, Granny Rags, um, just being a lady of the court and also an evil witch, you know? Uh, I was hoping for novels about, like... I feel like Granny like, Rags is cheapened if you really, like... 
probably dig into her. Probably. Um, uh, but like, they have a clear setup from some mentions in Sonor Two, from some stuff from the comics of like. Corvo has a badass swashbuckling sister, mm-hmm. Beatrice. They could very easily completely shift focus in Dishonor. They could make a Dishonored 3 that is Corvo's sister doing some fuck-off thing out in an adventure that has nothing to do with the throne of Dunwall. Right. That was um, what I want from another Dishonored experience is something completely removed from the throne of Dunwall. I have no idea what Death of the Outsider is or what happens in it. So Billy Lurk is by far the most interesting character, like as a possibility space for me. Oh, like what's Billy Lurk up to? I gotta know what she's doing. You know, I'm just interested in, I want to know where Death of the Outsider leaves the series. Yeah. Because I don't know what the setting is after that. I don't know what happens in it. If you do kill the outsider, what does that mean for the setting? Mm-hmm. Are they, is that them closing off this franchise? I also... I've wanted spinoffs for a while of, like, criminals in um, Dishonored. <laughs> Slackjaw episode. The thing is that Slackjaw and his boys are not as interesting as I... <sighs> kind of remembered slash hoped for um and so i don't know maybe the dishonored setting like if you were gonna do criminals and scoundrels like the interesting ones that i've seen on screen so far are the dowd people and i don't think dowd is interesting i just think his guild of assassins is interesting i think he's pretty interesting oh maybe i'll remember maybe i'll play the dlc and be like oh no dowd is actually really cool um, I, I don't read all of the papers in Dishonored, but I do collect them so that I can read them later. Um, and re- reading some of his logs and stuff are kind of interesting. As like, he's just been here doing this shit forever. Yeah. He's done everything you can do in this city. Like, he's just punching the clock at being, like, the outsider assassin guy. He's the best assassin in the, in the city. Right. He's been in the city... He's been doing things, he's been doing, he's done every crime there is, he's, like, killed every type of person there is, except for the Empress until the Mm -hmm. start of the game, and, like, he's just done everything, and he's tired, and he's, like, listless, it seems. Mm -hmm. Like, he leaps at the chance to duel you, if you alert him, I didn't when I killed him, but he's, like... He stops time, and he's like, now you and I can fight the duel no one else can. Mm-hmm. It's um, great. He also, um, I also, like, one of the novels is, like, re- the return of Dowd, and what I don't want is the return of Dowd. I kind of want him to just be like, yeah, Corvo got the better of me. I'm fucking done. I'm fucking done. I, like, my time has passed. I don't want, like, Dowd's hot new comeback, you know? I'll play the DLC and I remember Dowd, I'll remember Dowd's story and maybe I'll feel warmer on him. Um, I mean, it's... it's. I remember really liking that DLC a lot. It's before slash during Dishonored 1. Right. Also, I forgot that uh, Billy Lurk is not introduced until the DLC. Right. In my memory, she shows up in the main game, but no, the most interesting 
once again, like possibility space wise, I don't know about like characterization wise, but the most interesting character in Dishonor doesn't even show up until the DLC. Um, the idea of like seeing more about what Billy does between games is interesting to me. Yeah, that's interesting. Um, She's like an old lady. Yeah. And that's good. Yeah. She's grumpy. Should we move on to the next question? Yeah. I uh, still got these emails out. I've got one more tweet question, then we'll okay. go to emails. Um, since this is the end of the podcast dog era, this is from um, Catboy Girlfriend at Great Grieb on Twitter. Oh, Grieb like the bird. Grieb like the bird. Um, since this is the end of the podcast dog era, are there any pets you two would like to have in the house if you got the chance? Nora is pointing at me because I'm a small cat. Uh, what animal would you like to have as a fantasy adventuring companion? Cat and cat. Next. Um, yeah. Unfortunately, New Apartment has a no pet policy. Otherwise, we would be getting a cat. Um, honestly, we should try to move to a place that has a yes pet policy at some point. But um, What? A magical a, cat would be pretty good. Okay. What kind of cat do you want? Do you want like a do you want like a like a panther pet or do you want like a like a domestic cat I like adventuring how the companion? Old 3.5 Hexblade could have like a phantasmal jaguar uh, okay. as a companion. Okay. Like like a spirit panther or something. One of those I think those are the same cat, right? They're Kinda, just yeah. from different places. They're similar, at least. Panthers and jaguars are like I think this, you're right. I think they're the same cat. They're just from a different place. I think you're right. Um. So that's neat. Having like a big cat would be cool for adventuring, but having a small cat for pets is better. I was thinking. Um. I was thinking it would be cool uh, if you were like. Like I really like um. The way that Castile and Marielda can um, transform into a cat. And so I think it would be cool to have, like, a small cat adventuring companion. Because then it's like, okay, I'm, like, the tough or whatever. I'm not the tough. I'm, like, I'm like the thief, right? Uh-huh. I'm, like... You're clumsy. I'm clumsy. I would be a, I would be a mage. If I was an adventurer, yes, I would be, be a mage. You would be the white mage. I would be the white mage. And I would have, like a little cat that I could be like, okay, you scurry through this vent and you tell me like what's going on in the next room. And it comes back you and know. says, meow. And I'd be like, oh, I understand because I'm a magic person. Yeah, you're just like, oh, you're so cute. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're so useless. Oh, you're a baby. <laughs> this uh, is how she talks to me. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to read emails? Yeah. First one comes in from Gary who says, congrats on the move. I've actually just started listening to the pod from the beginning, so I listened to episode one of White Lotus Radio. I don't know if you remember White Lotus Radio. What's that? I've never seen Cora, so I'm planning to just absorb what I can about it through your discussions. Since Sorry I'm... about uh, there not being a <laughs> season one finale episode, Gary. Not going to explain that, but that episode is gone. Since I'm far behind being current, my question is, back when you were recording the first episode a little over two years ago, did you think your podcast would still be going today? And if so, what did you think it would be about? It becomes readily apparent that this is what we wanted the podcast to be about after, like, nine episodes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It was weird because 
when we were getting toward the, the end of our time with Korra, which then ended uh, sooner than we even anticipated, um, God, I'm really excited for Gary to get there. <laughs> Us just being like ending the podcast because it sucks too much. Korra sucks too much. Someday I will revisit Korra and maybe maybe that'll be like a podcast thing. But like, I do want to like close it out and actually for real finish it. That's fair. Um. Um. What was I gonna say? Uh. Yeah, like pretty early on, like this became like the thing that White Lotus was. Like the thing that we do now became the thing that White Lotus was, and like. I was so worried when we were finishing our time with Korra that, like, we weren't going to have anything to talk about if we didn't have a structure, which is why we did Future Clone Ghost Sword, where we, like, went into the episode with, like, a prompt, you know? Uh, which is why we did Transgirlvania, where we just watched a different show. Um, and initially... Like, if you go back and you look at, like, the goofy way we started numbering episodes for a little while, like, we had, like, s four different podcasts in the same feed, and Export Audio was a podcast within the feed where Export Audio was, we're just talking about wherever, whatever, and then we were just like, no, Export Audio is the show. <laughs> Remember when we did one episode of a Dragon Prince podcast? God... Episode 34, Hearts for Zadia, episode one. See that podcast? You can listen to it. <laughs> We're funny. The one right after that is one where Ray and I get horny about Venom, the movie. Yeah, that's the first episode that I'm not on. There are like three or four episodes in the feed that I am straight up not on. <laughs> then we have Jeff Gersman's Secret of Darkness. Humans couldn't be trusted with heterosexuality. Who in Pokemon does No Not November? Uh, remember hashtag resistance? We should bring that back at some point. We should. Uh, we read Artemis Fowl fanfic and accurately predicted the Game Awards. That's a really good episode. <laughs> the Duel in Texas, which is when you visited me for the first time. I just found out that's the first episode that M listened to. It's a good place to start. That means they didn't hear all the bad stuff before. Yeah. Uh, that's a good place. If I was going to recommend someone start somewhere, I guess I would recommend... Episode 42. <laughs> yeah. Um... Cayman Hearts 3 spoilers, a list of who goofy fucks. We should link that episode to Jackson. We should. The The podcast got good before episode 42. It just feels like a nice, clean place to start because we had been dating for like three months and just never said so on air because we wanted to keep it to our fucking selves for once. That didn't last. That didn't last. We're wives now. We're wives now. Uh, tetrahedrons... Episode fifty three is pretty good. This is the only. This is only the beginning. A good accounting of ourselves, part one. I don't know what dialectics is. When did that come out? Uh, it's got two hundred and eleven listens according to this, but it came out. Uh... Go to go to scroll up. Go to edit. It'll show you when it came out in the edit. April twenty fourth, twenty nineteen. Damn. I was going to say, we, we should do like a one-year F91 anniversary podcast and just do another F91 show. That would be what if, what if episode 100 was an episode 90... What if episode 100 was an F91 commentary track? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. There are other things I would want to do a commentary track for. Okay. What should we do... What would we want to do commentary tracks, though? Van Helsing 2004. Yeah. Attack of the Clones. Yeah, of course. Um, 
What's something that we can like that we know really well and we can talk over and still follow without actually watching it? Star Wars Holiday Special. Nope. <laughs> we just watched that for some chunks of that. Um I feel like those are the two that immediately spring to mind. Yeah. Um Advent Children? That's too long. Too long. Too I've long. only seen it the one time. And yet Attack and of the Clones is on our list. <laughs> well, Attack of the Clones is like a really breezy two and a That's half hours. True. Attack of the Clones just goes it's by. It's not as it breezy as Revenge of the Sith. No, Revenge of the Sith, like, I could just watch that. I could go watch that right now. <laughs> Dracula is a rabid dog and he should be beaten to death with a whip. <laughs> <laughs> That's the hospital podcast, right? Yeah, it's the one we've recorded in... Hotel beds, in hospital rooms, in, in Airbnbs, in Airbnbs. Uh, we've recorded in the car, haven't we? You, we've definitely recorded a podcast somewhere. I think it was an old Digi Mondays where you were calling I called, in from the car. I, I right because you two were doing Digi Mondays. And I thought you were done, so I just joined the Discord call, uh-huh. and I found out you weren't done, and I went through the rallies drive through on the podcast. And you also complained about work a lot. I complained about work a lot. I probably said people's names. I probably, at least the very, at the very least, I said the name of the place that I work, which I used to do on the podcast a lot, and I don't do now. And if you're ever tweeting at me, never say the name of the place that I work, because I really don't want someone to... Um, See, I don't want like someone who works at this gigantic company to see the name of the place I work and be mad at my tweets. Um, especially because I'm trying to get promoted. <laughs> anyway, we've gone very far afield. Do we want to read the next question? Yeah. Uh, this one's from Regs, who says, "Is it finally time to cancel podcast dog? Does the dog believe in prison evolution? Does the dog still freak out at black delivery workers?" Yes, she does. She barks at every black person who walks by, mailman, the delivery people, yeah, anyone. Also, our neighbors. Mm-hmm. Um, podcast doesn't believe in prison abolition because I mean, dog doesn't believe in prison abolition. Because dog is dog. Dog does not know what prisons are. Dog knows what pets are. It kind of knows what prisons are in the sense that it knows what a cage is. Yes. So in that sense, dog is, 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 wants to abolish, like, crate, you know? Mm Mm-hmm. Which (laughs) a lot of Star Wars fans want to abolish crate also. (laughs) Salt. Uh, Lizzie writes in... Hi, gamers. First time, long time. Is that true? Is that Lizzie's first time writing? I think this is Lizzie's first email. Weird. Okay. Um, Lizzie's not weird. Be nice. We oh, love, love we Lizzie. We love Lizzie. Love Lizzie. Uh, congrats on the new apartment. Where should your landlords hide when inevitably revolution comes? In our in our apartment. Don't worry. Yeah, don't worry. We got you. Yeah, don't we, worry. We're, you're safe in here. We won't sell you out, landlords. <laughs> um, our landlords are immediately dicking us over in, like, a huge way. I may or may not ask folks on Twitter for, like, we would just need, like, a two or $300. I don't know. 
well, landlords are dicking us over in a big way and are immediately moving in. And I, I have thought about one, like just asking for a little bit of money to like help with cover moving expenses. And I've also thought about like, how do we start a tenants union in our first month of living there? Very carefully. <laughs> Very carefully. <laughs> is what I would say to that. Yeah. Um, it's a very unrealistic thing, maybe, but also... We'll see where we're at in six months. Yeah. Briar writes in, Hello, happy pod, happy last podcast in this house day. My question is, what movie are you going to watch first in your new place? Probably Sonic the Hedgehog? Okay, so I'll probably explain this on the next episode as well. Um, I... Okay, I we're all just going to cancel me real quick. I really like and have listened to for a very long time a podcast uh, hosted by two cishet white guys. Um, <gasps> uh, um, they recently did a episode about Sonic the Hedgehog <laughs> 2020 um, and because they just do a bad movie podcast. Imagine that. Two cishet white guys doing a bad movie head movie podcast. Oh, so like Red Letter Media. Yeah. <laughs> I almost um, called them Red vs. Blue. Um, which now I just want to force them to watch Red vs. Blue, not because I think their content is fun or good, but I just want them to suffer. Um, and so they did an episode about Sonic the Hedgehog 2020 that I found disappointing just because they came at it from the perspective of not liking Sonic the Hedgehog. Um, and so I wanted to do a movie tearing apart Sonic the Hedgehog 2020 from the perspective of someone who cares way too much about Sonic the Hedgehog. The problem is that we're going to do this, and I don't care about Sonic the Hedgehog, but I'm going to like this movie more than you. Yes, that's what's going to happen. And I'm going to be defending it, and you're going to be like, oh, it's so terrible, and I'm like, it's fine. The same, oh. same as fucking Rise of Skywalker. Like, yeah, that's a bad movie. Okay. I remember when we did the Rise of Skywalker podcast, and I was positive on that movie because we recorded it like an hour after, and I was still just like, "Oh, it was so bad," but it was like really funny how bad it was. And it's then, really funny in a meta sense. It's really funny in a meta sense of just like how like how bad that movie is. I wish that the Avengers had had one of these, you know. Like yeah. even Endgame is probably a better movie than Rise of Skywalker. I mean, people. Even people who don't like Marvel oh, yeah, that's movies, not fair. Endgame is a decent movie, right? It's Infinity, it's Infinity War. War. That's the one that like people were like, I don't know if I like Marvel movies anymore. <laughs> um, I mean, when I say decent, I mean sort of like in terms of craft, but not really like the Avengers, Mar Disney Marvel Avengers, Disney's Marvel's Avengers. Um, film Square Enix's Disney's Marvel's Avengers. Square's Enix's <laughs> <laughs> is like just pretty terrible ideologically. Yeah, it's and, it's military propaganda. And also in terms of like craftsmanship, it's probably not a very good no. thing. Anyway, I just think that it's a, a better piece of film than Infinity the War. other one. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, um, I don't have anything to add. I thought I had something to add, but I don't. It's I mean, Star Wars is pro-military propaganda. It's just way more subtle about it. I don't even know if it is. I just no, said that. No, I don't think so. I don't, I, maybe not. They but specific Rise of Skywalker is a, is a movie where everybody exercises their Second Amendment rights. <laughs> 
<laughs> yes, but it's Star Wars is many different things at the same time. Mm-hmm. Because military is always a bad thing. Mm-hmm. Like, the Republic doesn't have a standing army. Mm-hmm. And part of their fall is, like, one of the steps in the fall of the Republic is the creation of the clone army. Yeah. And militarism is constantly this, like, toxic force in Star Wars. That's why the rebels are good, because they're not a military. They're just, like, a bunch of people with guns who, like, have organized some sort of system of authority with those guns. (laughs) Military. they're not a military. They're They're, kind of a military. They're kind of a military. They're a militia. The resistance is that until the last movie where it just becomes everybody in the galaxy exercising their Second Amendment rights, which is the fucking wildest way for a Star Wars movie to end. The Star Wars starts with Palpatine exercising his First Amendment rights in Fortnite and then ends <laughs> with him getting killed by the Second Amendment. Um, But... Importantly, have you seen all the Third Amendment memes going around? Listen, Palpatine might have killed a lot of people, but he he's not making people quarter troops. <laughs> um, God. Um, Star Wars is good. Star Wars owns. I like Rise of Skywalker is too big for me to watch for fun. Yeah, but I could watch chunks of it anytime. It's so fucking stupid. It's it's really bad. Um, what else? Yeah. Anyway, we should read Heir to the Empire. I can feel like wanting to shitpost about Star Wars come back to me a little bit, and I really want to read Heir to the Empire, but I don't want to read Heir to the Empire if you don't read it. We will do it, but I'm I've got three other books I'm trying to read right now. Fine. Hannah writes in. Hannah Yolo? Yeah, another friend of the show. Hannah should guest on the podcast. Hannah, Hannah, Hannah come on the podcast, Hannah. I just, I just listened to the Amory Score episode with um, uh, Hannah on it, and I was furious with her because of her um, opinions about Guns of Summer being better than other Kyohit songs, but like Hannah's still a good friend. Hannah should come on the podcast. Hannah, Hannah come on the podcast, coward. <laughs> Uh, good luck with the move and everything. Hope that goes as smoothly as it can, given everything else. Uh, do you two think that you make this podcast more for the experience between you two and li- listeners, or just to talk to your goddamn wife? If all the listeners disappeared tomorrow, do you think you'd keep casting pod? Love the show. Fuck 12. Stay safe. That's an interesting question. No, I'm a gross social climber. Next. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I don't know how we would hang out if we didn't have a podcast. <laughs> we have a weird thing. I'm, I'm hoping that maybe we can, like, re... And this is going to tie in, I guess, with Em's question. We are both, like, always hanging out and never hanging out, you know? Um, that maybe we can, like, try to approach in a new way once we have our own space that we don't share with roommates, you know? Um... I just yesterday was saying that, like, I've been sad that we haven't been recording as much because it is, like, one of my favorite ways that we spend time together. 
you know? Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's weird. I, like, the performance part of it is a big part of what I enjoy about making content. The, the other thing is, I wouldn't say I do it for the audience, capital letters. You've never cared about what the audience I've wants. never cared about what the listeners want. Um, but, because I think, I don't know what the numbers are. I'm, I think like 100 to 150 people listen to this podcast on average each episode. Now, we also know that numbers are fake. Yes. And we're only seeing numbers from one source. So right. it could be way less. It could be way more. There's no fucking way to know. Yeah, so, but like, I, I think that is roughly true that 150-ish people listen to the podcast. Um, I don't make the podcast necessarily for those 150. I make the podcast because I really enjoy chatting with M about the podcast. I make the podcast because I really enjoy Frendo um, DMing me like, ah, this is a really funny bit on the show. Uh, I make the podcast because I really enjoy... Um, when Crass tweets a line from the podcast. When Crass, like, tweets a line from the podcast, or Olivia, or Molly. Like, I like all our listeners, but the I really do, I really am, like, the audience in my head is just the, like, six of our closest friends who are, like, texting us and DMing us and tweeting unlocked about the podcast. I love the rest of you. I really do. But I don't think about you as much as I think about, as much as I think about like the time that I ate cherry tomatoes through the whole podcast and M like texted me a gripe. And I was like, yeah, you're right. <laughs> and like all the times that like, I've just gotten like good feedback and also like, you know, um, uh, like, People just saying funny things back at us. Um, I like leaving something here. Like, a record of our lives. Yeah. Um, sorry, I noticed I got a text. I got two texts an hour ago, and I don't know if either of them are important, but I'm replying to them, because they seem maybe important. Uh, anyway, that's a weird thing to talk about on the podcast that maybe i'll i'll just uh, cut here i'm just gonna make a mark maybe i will maybe i won't i'm closing audacity on mistake there we go that's me receiving another message i'm just gonna mute the laptop really struggle podcasting i guess i can't cut any of this now uh read our next email please a lot of questions from tron it looks like yeah uh what's the most difficult recipe you've attempted to cook the most difficult recipe, um, in some ways, it's, um, I was talking to Tilly the other day. Tilly's another person who I definitely am making this podcast with this in mind because I like talking to Tilly a lot. Um, like, I, Tilly asked me the other day, she was thinking about making biscuits and gravy and was asking for, like, um, if I had a recipe. And, um, the first time I, when I was... 10 to 12 years old, I used to make biscuits and gravy for, like, my mom and, uh, stepdad and I, like, every weekend, or, like, my mom, uh, or my dad and, whatever, I can't talk. (laughs) I used to make biscuits and gravy, like, every weekend, and then I didn't make it for, like, eight years-ish. Like, I got kind of burned out on it and didn't make it for eight to ten years, something like that. So the first time I made biscuits and gravy for you 
was definitely a challenge because I've never had a recipe. It was my great-grandmother taught my grandmother, my grandmother taught my mother, my mother taught me, you know? I don't have a recipe for making biscuits and gravy, so I had to remember how to do that. And, like, making a roux, making a gravy is actually, like, really difficult because you just have to kind of go off of sight and smell. There's, like, you can measure things, but the measurements are never going to be quite right because, like, the the temperature in the house and, like, the altitude affects, like, the flour and the milk and the grease, you know? Especially the flour. Um, and so some days you'll need a quarter cup to make your... A quarter cup of flour, and some days you'll need a half cup, you know? Like, it's just how flour goes sometimes. Um, so making biscuits and gravy and making the mac and cheese that I now make, like, once a week-ish, pretty difficult just... Now that I know what I'm doing, not difficult, but uh, the first couple times making it and, like, trying to figure out, like, do I brown, like, for the mac and cheese, also just experimenting, do I want to brown the butter? Do I want to not brown the butter? Um, I recently made some shortbread, shortbread chocolate chunk cookies, which were extremely good and also very difficult because I started making them without really thinking about how we don't have a stand mixer, which meant that I just had to uh, mix that shit by hand with a wooden spoon for 45 minutes. <laughs> um, and I just put on a TV show and just fucking stirred. Uh, dry ingredients, not wet ingredients, so it wasn't easy. It was, like, physically demanding stirring for a long time. Uh, um, you know, a lot of the stuff I cook, I just kind of... Um, a lot of the stuff I cook, it was either taught to me by my mother or, or, or my dad in some cases. Um, so I kind of know it instinctually. Or the book I got earlier this year, Salt, Fat, Acid, Heat, really changed the way I think about cooking in like a huge way. I cannot recommend Salt, Fat, Acid, Heat enough um, to where even when I'm going into something the, for the first time, I kind of understand how cooking works now, and so I don't really sweat it unless it's, like, just something I don't really have a good grasp on. Like, like, you know, um, do I need to wait for the butter to melt, or do I need to wait for the butter to brown? Like, you know, like, very, like, fine details, things that you can only really tell visually, you know, stuff like that. I don't know. That was rambly. People should read Salt, Fat, Acid, Heat. I, really, people should read that book. It's fucking incredible. Um, it has changed the way I think about cooking pretty fundamentally. Um, you're bored, so we should read the next question. Uh, we don't really have time for all of these questions from Tron. Um, but do you have any strategies for packing your belongings? No. <laughs> No, I had it's... one big box that I uh, put all my shit in, and then I hurt myself carrying it last time I moved. We're going to be... It's going to be but... a shit show when we try to move this weekend. No, it's fine. Like, when I moved in here, I wasn't able to unpack anything ever, so all my shit is still packed up, because it was just got shoved into the fucking corner. Mm-hmm. And so all my shit's still in boxes, except for, like, the handful of things I've bought since I got here, which is mostly just books of poetry. Mm-hmm. And, like, a Switch game. Mm-hmm. So, like... I'm good. I don't know what you're gonna do. I'm, I don't. I'm, I'm fucking good. I'm fucked. 
It's fine. We have two. We have two things to move. Like the couch and the bed. And the the couch and the bed will be. Fuck the dresser, actually. Fuck, fuck the dresser. Your dresser's fucking broken. Yeah. Is that one broken too? I don't know. It's ugly. It's ugly. I don't care. We'll, we could probably keep this one though. We'll probably keep that one. Anyway, um, yeah, uh, it'll be fine. We don't have that much to move. The yeah, biggest... that's, that's the thing is we don't have that much to move, and uh, our roommates are gonna stay here, and so like we don't have to move it all in one day. Like if I'm just tired, I can just leave a box of video games here and come get it two days later. You know? Sure. Hopefully. Yeah. Um. What's your favorite joke that I've told you? Probably, probably. Um, do you ask a bird why it soars? It's not a joke, really. That's just one of the first things I said to you. I. It's just something I think about. I don't know. <laughs> you told a bad joke in a Discord, and I asked Nora, "Why are you like this?" And you, you said, and "This is before I was Autumn." Well, this is before I was Allie. Um. You said, do you ask a bird why it soars? And so we, that is now just a joke that we repeat sometimes. Um, this was one of the first interactions we had. Yeah. Which, in hindsight, weird for one of our first reaction interactions to be me just, like, acting like I know you and saying, Nora, why are you like this? But, you know. that's that's That was the style at the time. Yeah. In the Waypoint Discord. Yeah. Maybe still is. Maybe still is. I try not to look at it. <laughs> I don't look at it. I left. I can't leave because I made it. I was the first person in there, and I would feel weird to leave. I was there when it started. I'll be there when it closes. Shrug. Anyway. Uh, what's the most romantic thing you've done for each other? You proposed to me, which is probably the most romantic thing you've done for me. What's the most Wow. Okay. It was really romantic <laughs> and sweet. Okay. No, Dancing to Sanctuary. Um, mm-hmm. That was pretty good. That was pretty good. What's the roman- most romantic? I'm, am I a romantic? I'm not do, that romantic. I don't do romantic stuff. I cook for you. That's how I express my love. Yeah. You're kind of a pillow princess when it comes to like romanticism. Yes. I want you to do romantic gestures all the time. I never want to do them. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Okay, well, you could have you could have said no. You you do so much for me. You could have you could have said that. Uh, you want me to lie on the podcast? <laughs> <laughs> I love you, sweetheart. That's my cat. Uh, what's the most fun you had recording an export audio podcast? Um, I had an answer, and I can't. Say it out loud. You can say it. The most fun I had is an episode that we deleted yeah. um, in hindsight for reasons that I don't want to disclose on air. But there are there are a handful of episodes that like we have removed from the archive. And like the most fun I've had is one of those episodes that we've removed. So yeah. um, that was one of the first episodes where we uh, made fun of Adam Coble. And that now... was. And now we were making fun of Adam Coble like in 2019 before everyone was making fun of Adam Coble. I mean, not before everyone was making fun of Adam Coble. People have been making fun of Adam Coble for years. This was out of a place of petty, like, peers. Not from a place of, like, he's a terrible person who's now, like, yeah, like, outed as a terrible person. Yeah. 
Um, but yeah, like, you know, any of the episodes that we recorded drunk or high were like pretty good. I don't know how many of those are still up. Yeah. Um, those are pretty fun. Uh, Export Audio Podcast broadly, I'm having a lot of fun with We Are the Champions. Mm. The one that's coming out. When are you putting this up? Uh, I usually put them up when I get them edited. I don't know when I'm going to have time to edit this week. I have kind of goofy hours this week, and I'm still getting used to my new schedule. Well, episode five of Champions comes out this week. Uh, tomorrow, actually. Um, it's about Garen. It's called, the episode title is Homophobic Piss Armor, and that was one of the best recordings I've had in a long time. Um, actually, you reminded me, the most, um... Probably the most fun I've had recording an episode of a podcast. Um, I any episode with a guest I usually really enjoy. It's just a very different thing because mm-hmm. I'm performing a lot more. Whereas with you, I'm a little more like chill. Um, but specifically, the episode that uh, Olivia guested on is like one of my favorite recordings we've done. The Kingdom Hearts three episode was really fun. The Kingdom Hearts three episode that, was really it was, fun. That was rowdy. That was, that was a fucking rowdy episode. That was that was the episode that then made us like have like so many guests on through all of 2019. Through mm. all of 2019, we had so many guests, and we really have dialed that back, and it's for the best. But um, but also the Olivia guest episode was really good. I think. Uh, no disrespect to other guests. Duel in Texas was a good one. Um. <laughs> Alongside Duel in Texas is we guested on another podcast and talked about nothing. Uh huh. It was a Nintendo. I wanted to call it like a Nintendo Power podcast, but that's not it. I think it's called Powered Up a Nintendo podcast or something. Powered Up a Nintendo podcast. We guested on that while I was in Texas with you and derailed it a lot. Just fucking like turned it into export audio. Uh, That was a lot of fun to record. So, I felt a little bad that we just kind of like talked over those people. Greatest hits are definitely like Kingdom Hearts podcast, um, Duel in Texas. Uh, I had another one that I've forgotten now, but the F ninety one. F ninety one was a great episode. Uh, you can hear me try to figure out what dialectics are in real time. That's dialectics. <laughs> That was over a year ago. I've been, like, on this path to being a Marxist for over a year now. That's wild. Were you not a Marxist a year ago? I was, like, on the path. I was, like, getting there, you okay. know? I was maybe, like, a Marxist but not a Marxist-Leninist like I am now, you know? Sure. Uh, you know. I guess I think of, like, I started, like, trying to understand this stuff, like, six months ago. And no, it's, like, way more than that. Mm-hmm. Um... What else? I know we've got a question for emails. We got a question from him. Uh, now that it's been some time since Nora moved up there, I'd like to bring the podcast to a two real space and ask how the experience has been of being together. For real. Much love to you both. I I have some thoughts about what I wanted to say here, but you go first. I love you so much. I love you too. Um, and it's been a difficult year. Um, oftentimes, uh, like 
learning to live with another like learning to live with a partner is very difficult we definitely like like the way that you like to exist and the way that i like to exist don't always like mesh well um and but it's been really good and i also think that like moving and getting like on our own like without roommates will be like a really good time to like the stuff where we're not always meshing well like is we can maybe start to like tweak some of it you know Mm -hmm. um i think like one when we move i will fingers crossed start cooking more again i kind of like expecting that we would move in like two or three days told myself i'm just not gonna cook until we move and then that date got pushed back two weeks um and so i haven't been able to cook so we haven't been able to like eat together like we like um and i think like a thing that i want to work on is just like being more intentional about how we spend our time together you know Mm -hmm. because lately it feels like we are always hanging out and also never hanging out it's weird yeah um it's been nice having you around i haven't lived with anyone before i lived alone before this mm -hmm. i yeah it's it's not always easy but it's always very good because i love you very much and i like waking up next to you in the morning and going and getting bad food and then podcasting about it that's what we did today that's what we did today I like shoving you the fuck over when I go to bed. (laughs) I like laying on your side of the bed and then tweeting about it to get uh, popular support. If we swapped sides, I would still prefer your side. I know. (laughs) It's not that I like the left side better. We're going to swap sides when we don't have the bed up against the wall. Oh, yeah. That'll be good. Um, Since you never spoon me, I'll have to just be the big spoon. Um, as a, sw- a switch voice, since you never do this, I'll have to do it. <laughs> um, yeah, I love you so much. Now you're looking at Twitter. What's going on on Twitter? Uh, apparently, some new Destiny Two content is coming out, which makes me wonder: what if I got back into Destiny Two? I did see you installing Magic: The Gathering Arena today. I told you to shut the fuck up. <laughs> You've been playing Runeterra so much that now you're installing MTG Arena, which might make me... Well, the hot girl told me to. Might make me reinstall MTG Arena, honestly. Here's the thing is that magic cards are fucking ugly, so if I can play it without looking at that, maybe I'll like it. It's a good game. It's not as good as Runeterra, just on principle. Runeterra's got Fizz in it. He's a funny little guy. You got Teemo? Fuck Teemo. You were just showing me how cool Teemo was the other day. Um, look at Fizz. Look at Fizz. He's a funny little guy, and he summons a shark sometimes. Oh, that's Murlocs to me. Look at him. This is just from World of Warcraft. I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. What's World of Warcraft? Um, he's a dog in this one. Is the podcast over? You're looking at. League of Legends characters. Look at this I feel little like guy. Podcast is Look over. at this little guy. He's perfect. We'll see you again, everybody, for episode 98, Sonic the Hedgehog 2020 from our new apartment. We all love you very much. Look at this little guy. He's got a skull on his head. Bye, everybody. This little guy.
Thank you.